Hello and welcome to the N17 Podcast. My name is Cosmine and tonight I'm joined by Jed. Yo. Joined by Glenn. Sorry, I caught you by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Worst person to go to. You he looked at me as I was sipping my beer as well. <laughs> joined by Glenn. Yo. And we're joined by Eddie. Hello. On what is honestly such an exciting day to be a Spurs fan. Um, we're recording this on the day that Antonio Conte has been appointed Spurs manager. And phew, I just I just want to know your boys, how, how you're feeling after that. I mean, it's just, the excitement is unreal. Let's, I want to go to Jed first, actually. I want to go to Jed. I haven't heard from him since we've come back, actually. So. <laughs> A lot's fucking changed since yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, obviously, I'm, I'm super gassed with the news because if you look at where we were on Monday morning, well, yesterday, was it? Yeah, yesterday yeah. morning. I mean, I was I was not done with Spurs, but like, I was so locked out. I mean, I haven't really watched any games this season. Um, but yeah, now now the fact he's coming, it's, it's just like, it's really brought the fans back together, I think. Um, and of course, there's, there's definitely some, not concerns, but I think we've got reason to be a bit cautious about it. But I think from what we've suffered over the past two years, I know suffered is a bit of a big word because like we're Spurs, we're still in playing in Europe. We're not like, we're not struggling like any other clubs in England, you know what I mean? But it's just, it's really good to feel that positive about Spurs again. Do you know how it feels to me? And I'd be interested to see your guys' like takes on this, is that I feel like after probably two years in the wilderness where we sh- we should have built on that uh, Champions League, reaching Champions League final and we didn't, I kind of feel like we've gone back to that point where we were as a club. Obviously, we're not in the Champions League anymore. That is a big factor. But in terms of acting as a big club, acting with ambition, I feel like we've kind of reset. We've managed to reset to where we were. Yeah, I think the, like, the interesting thing about that point is that if um, Poch came to a realisation that he couldn't take that club, like that team any further forward, like if that was his decision and the the board were like, okay, let's, you know, that 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 period of Spurs' career has ended, we wouldn't have gone out and got Conte or a manager of his ilk. So I think the point that we're going back to where we were at the end of that that cycle, I think there's like some truth to that because I think we've still got aside from um, Ericsson, Trippier, uh, um, players like basically play aside from Ericsson and Trippier. Everyone who was um, in that team where they went to the final is now like completely done in terms of physicality. Like, mm. Fatongan's too old to play. Alderweireld's too old to play. Sissoko's left the club. Dembele's, Dembele's gone. gone. Like, yeah. we've gone through that cycle. Now we've got a, a new a new set of players. We've got new. Um, we've got some a, a rejuvenated squad in terms of age. Skip Hoybier and Dombele. Like that midfield has now changed. Uh, we've got Emerson, who that you know that fullback role is 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 filled in. Reguilon, that other fullback full, uh, role is filled in, um, and we'll see in terms of ambition, um, in terms of transfers. But we've already got one, uh, you know, supposedly or like you know, I mean, we've seen a class centre back play yeah. football in yeah. Romero. So I think bringing Conte in now, like I know we heard that according to him, he wasn't ready in the summer. Um, obviously, it would have been so much better if we got him in the summer, and we and we wouldn't have wasted the beginning part of this season. Um, but now that we've got him, I think we just have like we're in the perfect position now to we're not far off, and so and so being able to appoint him now this early on in the season 
Um, with so much to play for, it's, yeah, I, I'd agree, incredibly exciting. And also, I remember when the news broke that we'd sacked Nuno, I, like, tweeted on the Ensign Team podcast account saying, at this point, I'd take Fonseca, but his authority is going to be really diminished because, yeah. you know, he's also, like, not the first choice because the first choices in the summer were Conte okay. and Pochettino. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I've gone from making peace with Fonseca and also thinking someone like Graham Potter who, by the way, I know he's doing great things, but he is the Brighton manager and thinking he's out of our reach yeah. to appointing a top four manager in the world. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. This is like a dream. The way I see it, this is like being one of those Newcastle fans without the guilt of yeah. having a human rights abusing <laughs> regime taking over your club. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely catapulted us to like the next level. Um, yeah, Glenn, where, where were you at when... In terms of when Nuno was sacked, what sort of managers were you envisaging? <laughs> I, not, give it, give it Mason yeah. to the end of the season. Yeah, not Conte. I'll tell you that for free. I, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I, I could not have imagined Conte coming in the moment that we sacked Nuno. I didn't even think it was an option. Didn't even think it like because the rumours were that he turned us down before. It was sort of like a he wasn't ready, but I feel like it could have been. Uh, possibly the team might not be ready for him as well. He hadn't seen like the rebuild happen that he needed to see. He wasn't sure if Kane was staying. He wasn't sure like we could get rid of the Deadwood players that we did. He wasn't sure if we could like sort of revitalize the team like we did getting a world-class center back like we did some good young players sort of like sort of just judging the team up a bit. And now we have that. It's sort of like a, a bit more of a foundation for him to build. But I would not have seen him coming in if, if you'd have told me on Monday he was he was coming. And I told also, you to fuck off. Also, like how, <laughs> how exciting was it? Just like seeing those sources, just every Go little by little. Tier yeah, four to tier one. When it was first reported, it was reported by like um I think it was reported by Sports Media Set, which yeah. is Berlusconi's uh yeah. news outlet, mm. you know. Famous, famously liberal with the truth. Let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> but, so. but I still, I still. Corriere does sport and stuff like that. They're all right. Corriere is all right. But like, um, just I, yeah. Seeing them creep up, I, it was the Spurs fan in me it was like, ah, uh, tier four source definitely not real. Yeah, yeah. Tier, yeah. tier, tier three it's like source. Sunsport, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Even, even yeah. when it was yeah. tier one, I was like, I'm still not believing this till the yeah. till the paper signed. I knew, yeah. I knew there was always going to be like some. I, like, well, I thought there was always going to be some way that we could sort. Of I mean, even today, when, yeah. when they fucked up the announcement, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what's going on here? Because yeah. that tweet was so weird because it was tweeted in Spanish and it was on the official account, but it wasn't in the feed. Yeah, and yeah. I found it, and it I said at ten forty-eight as well. For yeah, I just set notifications for the day today, just to have so I could see when the announcement came through. Nothing came up. So only when you sent it into the group, I was like, "What the fuck?" When I the replies when, were when, when us, when us, when us, Conte. What the most unserious yeah, social media announcement? Yeah, yeah, like Comunicado Oficial. I think it's. It's probably the perfect appointment we could have made at the moment. Yeah. I know, like, the whole thing in the summer was about Spurs DNA and wanting to return to attacking football. And we obviously, well, he said we lost our way in that statement. And, we, well, we didn't really return back to it with Nuno. No. But, I mean, if you're going to lose Nuno mid-season, you don't then go and appoint someone like Fonseca or Farber because, again, you know it's just going to be another stopgap. And, really, are they good enough to be here for one, two years to implement their style and 
really get the authority over the squad. I don't think they are. So getting someone like like Conte in mid season, it's it's the best outcome that, that could have been possible. Really. I also think that um, Spurs. <clears throat> it's weird because like we were, everyone was joking before the United game. Or it's like the the El Sacchio, you know, that yeah. whoever loses gets sacked and like. I didn't believe even manager yeah. was going to get sacked. No matter who, I didn't think. Yeah, out of the two, I didn't think Nuno yeah. would be the one yeah. to get sacked. And and I think that there's no denying, and I'm sure we'll go into Paratici's role in in getting um, Conte in. There was no denying that as soon as we lost that game, they were just like, "Yeah, we need to act now because mm. if United, if we don't act now, and let's say United lose next week, <clears throat> like they're speaking to Conte ASAP." Yeah. Right. And we we moved so quickly to get this done, and you know, I'm sad for Nuno. He was the wrong manager for the job. Should have never been there in the first. And place. he should have, and, mm. and 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 it's an indictment on on Levy and Paratici because they should, they they talked about this DNA. They talked about being a like having to to rejuvenate Spurs, and and they appointed the wrong man flat out. And we would we 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 said this at the beginning. Um, yeah. um, we weren't sure at the beginning. We weren't. We, 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 when you're not sure about a manager at the start, you know that's worrying signs. When you're excited about a manager, or, or you're at least like, oh, let's see what you can do. Mm. Like when you're unsure about a manager at the start, that 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 bodes badly for for the future. And I think it it wasn't a bad sacking. It was a terrible appointment. Yeah, it was exactly. a terrible yeah. appointment at the start. It's so, not an indictment on yeah. you, no. I don't think as much as it is on us. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I've, Just I've, quickly going back to the the El Sacchio and people saying um, that they didn't think Nuno would lose his job. It's actually been quite interesting seeing some of the reactions of of the neutrals because they're all like, "Oh, Nuno wasn't doing that bad a job." But if you were a Spurs fan, if you watched those ten yeah, or eleven they haven't games, been watching. they don't they've, know. They've seen the results. They've yeah. seen, look at the results. Our so results, enough, yeah. The, really? No, I don't think they're they not, are. They're not. They are and they aren't. No, but he's if talking he, about the wins. Yeah, they, the, they, the wins. The wins were we, one, yeah, one nil. They were, they were awful performances. Yeah, we we are. I think I think we're one point up on on the on the same games as last season. Mm. I know last season wasn't anything to shout about. But we're a point up on what we. It was the performances that really got him sacked. Like it was the way we played yeah. during them performances. Even the wins weren't weren't convincing, and the losses were very convincing. Yeah. So and, really and we were discussing off air as well that Burnley game. <laughs> like I oh wanted, the, I wanted them sacked after that Burnley game. After like a win. It, it, after a win, I've never yeah. been like that after a win. But it's it's up there with the worst games of football I've ever watched in my life. And this is one of the reasons I'm so excited about having Conte in. We haven't seen Spurs playing like, I would say free-flowing attacking football. I know Conte isn't necessarily free-flowing, but there's so much more of a structure there. Mm. It's going to be absolutely beautiful to watch, yeah. to watch a Spurs team that has attacking patterns. I yeah. can't believe we've spent basically two years under two successive managers that don't Even train attacking end. patterns. I mean, not that, not that they didn't train, but towards the back end of the of Potter's reign, we were, we looked... Creatively bankrupt as well. Mm. We yeah. weren't. We weren't scoring goals. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing in the summer. Like I, I mentioned, at this point to you lot a lot. Um, it's not that we we came towards the end of the summer and we just lost our manager. We didn't have a manager going towards the end of last season. So it's not like we were scrambling around for whoever was there. We had the jump on all these other clubs that were looking for a manager in the summer, and the the process just got drawn out so long. Maybe it's because because Paratici came in quite late in the summer. It might have been because of that, but. We realistically, we we should have got someone in who was who was more progressive, more attacking. We we, we still had the pool at that time. We probably could have got someone like a Ten Hag, 
I know mm. apparently the interview process didn't go well, but like that's the sort of manager that we should have been targeting, someone more progressive, someone more attacking, which would have suited the needs of our squad. In a weird way though, like it's all <clears throat> it's all completely turned out for the best. Like how yeah. losing to United turned out for the best. Glenn, I see a, a sharp intake of breath, but like imagine we had Potter, yeah? We would be this season, say we're like in fifth, we'd be like, Well, it's not about this season. It's about what he's going to do at the end of next season or what he's building towards. Now, like, I'm honestly in dreamland. Like, we have one mm. of the best managers in the world. And I think this is uh, going ahead a bit in terms of our expectations. But I feel like fourth is there for the taking. Absolutely mm. yes. there for the taking. And I was, that couldn't have felt more far away yeah. um, when we had Nuno in charge. I, th- I think bringing Conte in, he's the only manager. On, on any sort of shortlist of managers that we could have got, even even managers like Potter, Ten Hag, any any of these managers that could have been unreachable, Conte is the only one that I think the whole dressing room will respect, the whole dressing room will listen to, and I think it's a massive massive point for the for for the future of Spurs because Kane now can't go and like strop or do whatever he's doing. All these little players that are sort of not playing their best, they're not putting or the effort leaking in. leaking to their press, yeah, yeah, there's been a yeah, lot of leaks there. Yeah, press. there's been a lot of leaks, there's been a lot of apparent training room, like training ground bust-ups, there's been a lot of like unrest in the squad. The only person that we could have brought in to that has the authority to drop these sorts of players, and they know he will as well, yeah. and it would have been Conte. He's the only one. No. This is the point that pe- people keep making the... Conte and Jose point that they're very similar but I think the difference between Conte and Jose is that with Conte you can see the results whereas with Jose it didn't really seem like we were progressing that much fair enough we had a good start to the to the beginning of last season but it didn't really seem sustainable do you know what I mean so like while he's going to be an authoritarian in the dressing room and really try and like put a rocket up the players ass they'll respect it because they know what what's going to come on the pitch is worth it in the long run I also think that um, like like we were saying off air, like when Jose was appointed, that was our first rodeo in the sense of like yeah. we had that this big appointment mm. who who we know is a no kind of uh, a, a no bullshit in the in the dressing room kind of person and will call people out. Mm-hmm. The players never had that. They've never had that kind of person in in the dressing room, and so now that they had that, and there's obviously been fallout since then. But they know that they know now what that is. That's like. But with Jose, there was the there was like he said there was there was spec there was that feeling that it might not work out. Mm. Whereas with 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 Conte, he he wasn't sacked from his last job, uh, and he left having won the league. He 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 left Chelsea having won the league. He's he. Anyways, we 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 talked we we we've heard everything about about Conte being a serial winner. The mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And like he transformed that Chelsea side, he transformed that into side, and you can see the DNA in both those sides. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and with the with the um, way that Jose was playing to, with United, for instance, like there, we, you didn't see that DNA, like you didn't see that style of play that's instantly recognisable yeah. aside from a low block. Yeah. And 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 counter attacking. Yeah. Do you know what I like? Like building on that that point as well is that I remember when we nearly appointed Conte in the summer and. We actually had a lot more reservations than we do now, partly because we're sort of desperate now. But one of the things we said was going from Mourinho and the way he treated players to Conte 
is can these players take it? Like they've yeah. they've had people like putting a rocket up their asses for <clears throat> it would then be like what two three years, but. These players, they've had their chance with a soft touch. Nuno yeah. apparently was so relaxed in the dressing room, yeah. wouldn't talk to players, wouldn't shout at players. They've had their go yeah. now. They hated him. Mm. Yeah. So now you have to perform for one of the best managers in the world. Yeah, it's true. And I also think that we've like we've genuinely like when everyone's fit, we've genuinely got like a, a decent squad. Mm. Um, maybe like we're lacking in terms of centre back, uh, like a quality centre back to go alongside Romero and then we're lacking in in depth let's say up front but like in terms of in terms of maybe midfield options winger options like we've got options people can get dropped in this team if mm. if 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 people are genuinely fighting for for a place in the starting lineup and and like uh under Poch and kind of under uh under Jose as well there were some players that were practically undroppable just yeah, because we can't like we can't afford to lose them in the in the team because we're an instantly worse side without them in 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 without them in the side so i think uh there are a few players i think there's there's a few players we'll see what happens like i think Ndombele's been very like very hot and cold this season he's been good and when he's looked good he's been very good but like we we look really bad without him in the side, mm. but I reckon that when when um, when Conte gets his hands on this team and and starts to implement his kind of style of football, look that that position if he's going to employ the the three five two or the or whatever you want to call it the the the, the three four one two, yeah. um, that position where Ndombele is in, you've got Lascelles who can play in that position, yeah. you've got Delhi who can play in that yeah. position. That position is going to be one of the yeah. literally one of the most sought after starting roles in the team yeah, yeah. and 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 that that i mean kane i'd say necessarily quite quite possibly is maybe undroppable but alongside kane if son's not firing lucas can play in that position mm. i know you know bergwijn isn't hasn't got the type of goals and assists that we like him to but he can certainly play uh, alongside kane we mm. do have options in those positions and so i i think that like depending on on who's really applying themselves with there is a potential for like competition in positions and that's something we've missed for so long yeah. do you know my most minor annoyance in all of this is the fact that harry kane has been rewarded for being mm-hmm. an absolute prick oh. yeah the petulance is crazy yeah, that guy was not playing for nuno whatsoever and <clears throat> you know he was just a body out there but his petulance his lack of effort has led to us yeah. appointing the best manager we've well potentially ever had. I, I mean, it's yeah. still Poch for me, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, in my lifetime anyway. Obviously, discounting our managers from the past. But <laughs> what do you think of that? Like in terms of what if Kane just all of a sudden starts playing world class again? How how will you feel? How will you feel about it? He, he can get dropped though. If if he continues playing the way he's, he's playing, he can get dropped. A hundred percent. I'm telling you, Conte will not stand for Kane playing the way he's been playing. Imagine Conte in that dressing room after after the the three performances Kane's just put in. He's dropped stinker after stinker. But you know you know Kane's just going to run it back now because yeah, we saw how infatuated he was with fucking Jose when he went. Apparently yeah. he was furious when Jose got sacked. So you know that now there's someone in the dressing room in terms of Conte with obviously the history pedigree, behind yeah. it. Yeah, the pedigree. You know he's going to run it back, and you know he's going to be busting their gut now. Because so you say you say he's twerking for Conte. Yeah. I'm saying he's fully twerking for Conte. He'll he's be good. He'll be good. He'll, he'll he will be good. He'll, he'll be, be banging in goals. And by the way, I know the whole summer saga with him was shit, and the way he's been 
performing recently is shit as well. But like, I genuinely don't think you pretty much made the point. I don't think Conte comes if we don't have a Kane. Yeah. If we'd sold Kane in the summer and say we got like someone like Jimenez, Jimenez is a good player, but like the appeal is not there. If yeah. you have one of the best strikers in the world, in the mould of a, a typical Conte striker as well. Yeah. A Lukaku. We've Lukaku. Seen before, Lukaku. Diego Costa. Not necessarily like battering rams like they are. Well, Costa. Anyway, they're deadly in the box. But they're, they're big strikers who can hold off a man and they're, they're decent technically. Well, very good technically as well. So like, it's, it's, that's, it's definitely one of the reasons why Conte has come, I think. I would be quite interested to know, obviously it's not, we can only speculate about this, but if um, we did appoint Conte in the summer, do you think Kane would have continued to push for that City move? And would he have done that extended holiday in the Bahamas? Do you still, yeah. Glenn, you're nodding. You, you yeah. think he yeah, still would have done so. it? He, he I think that's, so. that's interesting. Because I'm not sure he would. When, when you go to City, you're, gar- you're guaranteed trophies regardless. If you have Conte at Spurs, you're not 100% guaranteed trophies still. Because there's the, that... There's, there's still the un, unlike unsure like sort of nature of our our squad. Yeah, like, our squad. The, the squad yeah. was still Com- compared to City. Look at look at our squad compared to City. Yeah. If we invest in January and next summer, I think we were going to come on to anyway. Not going to be anywhere near. That we, we, we 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 still might not come anywhere near Man City squad, but it, it will mean that we will have the depth that we can maybe challenge these sorts of teams. I, I don't think at the moment we're quite there yet. I think top four is definitely achievable this year. I think. Maybe one of the one of the smaller trophies, probably, uh, maybe the Carabao Cup. We've got West Ham in the quarterfinal. We've got the, yeah, we got we got the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. love affair. With yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. We got we got the Europa Conference League, which we should be winning. So, some some Honestly, some people be. say he'll go hell for leather for. Some people say he won't bother about. But I think it's definitely a winnable trophy. I think these two trophies are something that we should aim for this year and top four. Now now that I we're also think Conte. to your point. Kane, like with the point that Kane would have Kane would Kane have pushed away the for the move, Kane was in the same position that Conte was in, mm. in the sense that that Kane wanted the move because <coughs> of the state of the team and because of like this was like the make or break, and it's the same with Conte. Like Conte saw the state of the team, he's like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth going now? Um, when I'm unsure if Kane's going to stay, I'm unsure if they're going to get rid of Deadwood, I'm unsure if uh, they're like the. the the sign we're going to make those signings. I'm unsure about the the mentality of the the team, and maybe some of those things are still true. And we don't know how much of of it was Conte like being hungry for a job, and how much of it was like Paratici being basically the like, best salesman in in football in history. Um, but <laughs> I think uh, I think yeah, I think Kane would have been in the same position as as Conte, and whereas Kane wasn't allowed to to move, Conte didn't have like had the choice. The ball was in his court. And so he didn't make the move in the summer. So yeah, I think I think I think Glenn's right. I think he still pushes for the move even if Conte comes in. Yeah. Just going back to what Glenn said about having West Ham in the quarter final, I think one of the amazing things about appointing Conte is like it's the arrogance it's it's given us as a Spurs as a Spurs fan, which is not something we're comfortable with. We're always like a bit meek, like, yeah. oh can we, we do this? We just exactly. lost, we just I lost that, the, I the quarterfinal off already. Yeah, yeah. same. Okay, well, on, on Saturday, I was looking at West Ham and David Moyes and thinking they've got a way better set up team than us. And same with like you look at Leicester with Rodgers and you thought, mm. well, we're not going to finish ahead of them. You look at United, even with Solskjaer, in spite of Solskjaer, you think, okay, they're going to finish ahead of us. Now we've got Conte in charge. Like I don't think Leicester can basically lay a glove on us. West Ham as well. Like 
I, I look down on those teams. West, it, it depends what, yeah, it depends what other teams, teams do against West Ham. But it's Antonio Conte, like, he's... The it's thing is, the that's right. And, and the yeah. thing is, with with West Ham, it wasn't it wasn't an instant it wasn't an instant fix. Like David Moyes had to change the way that that team played. Like the the team that he inherited and the team that are playing now are very very different. Even though there haven't been too many changes in terms of bringing signings in, like it's the it's the organization and and shrewd business. Like the team that he inherited didn't have Suchek or Sofal. Um, the the team they inherited weren't playing the likes of Ben Johnson. Antonio wasn't playing up front. Ben Rama wasn't in that side. Jared Bowen wasn't playing in that side. But he and 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 he's made very very small like very very incremental and but but major changes to the side in terms of organization and an identity in terms of playing. Like they play with that back three. They play with those two central midfielders. They have those um, those uh, wide those wide players and Antonio is up front and that's you know you're gonna play face that when you play West Ham and um, Leicester they've been with Brendan Rodgers for a while now and I can you can start to feel a bit of the stagnation mm. like that you can start to feel uh, like Vardy's get I mean Vardy started the season well but but he's he's been a, he's been a bit hit and miss. And then Ian Acho, who I rate, but like, uh, and, but they made some good signings, and it's just still not working at I the think moment. They're in between. They're in, exactly. they're in between the phases. Yeah. Well. They're, they're trying to Huge get rid miss. of like the old guard Leicester, yeah. and I don't think the new players are quite at the level they need them to be to take over from your Vardy's, your leaders in the team, like um, like even even yeah, Wes Morgan, yeah, and even Evans, like, as a and like as yeah, a leader. yeah, and Casper Schmeichel's coming to the end. They have they haven't got a replacement keeper for him, so I think they're in an in between phase where we can take advantage of that. Like yeah. if we finish above them for the next couple of years, they may not be able to sign the ilk of players that we may be able to sign if if we if we do have success yeah. under Conte. Let, let's talk about the ingredients that Conte has to work with them because Eddie, you were saying like with West Ham it was a gradual process, but I mean in some ways this team is sort of ready made for Conte. In player terms for player, of, yeah. We got Hugo Lloris, absolutely great keeper. Jedi make it. No, 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 no. Yeah. I like I like Larice, but I mean playing out from the that, back. Yeah, that clip that peeps going around on Twitter where they're they're playing out of tight spaces in the back. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the front. Like, he's a great shot stopper. We'll, we'll he's put, a great shot stopper. We'll put Pinot. Galini's good at playing out the back. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he's not going to Cosmo's not going to have. Cosmo's going to let you talk about Galini. No, no, let's just let's just put a pin in that for a second. And you got you got Romero, who, in spite of having Nuno as his manager, has looked like. a Unbelievable centre back, just, just absolutely classy. Him in the centre of a back three could just be amazing. Even on the right of a back three, I think he, I think he right could thrive. Yeah. It's, it's a transformative signing for our defence. I think. I think we're going to get the right partner for him as well. Or even now, if we go to a back three, it's really get... such a shame he didn't get to play on next to Alderweireld or something like that. Know, yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah. It would have been a perfect. Yeah. Him yeah. and Bertrand together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it would have been the perfect combination. Yeah. And then you got Ndombele and Lo Celso, who there's there's players in there that yeah, he can that he can mould, yeah. and then Son and Kane, who are two of the best forwards in the world. And so that's a great. That's a spine. That's what you've yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You've got you've got a spine, and that's that's not even counting for the fact that um, you know we've got Tanganga, who I still think is there's there's a lot to come from. Joe Roden, who's in, had who's had four managers in his in his twelve months at the club. <laughs> four four managers. That's, that's mad. That's yeah. mad. I think that's mad. I think. But going back to Tanganga, I think like play like 
we can actually play him in the position that suits him perfectly. Right centre back. Right centre back mm-hmm. in the back three that could really be where literally where <laughs> that, that could literally be the position that where where he finds that it's not it's not the right back role where he he's required to get forwards as much and it's not that centre back role where you necessarily you think he might just be too small to play in the, in a in a back two. He could he could literally be the like as per equator kind of centre back yeah. in our in our back three. Yeah. And I think that that's perfect for him. And then I know we've we've off air we or in group chat we mentioned Emerson was Conte's like one of Conte's choices to to be a replacement for Hakimi when he went to PSG or when he was rumours could be going back to Madrid. So literally Conte has his like one of his one of one of his um, style of players that he wanted at yeah. wing back playing at wing back. Yeah, Region. He, he's improved. Unbelievable he's, wing back. he's improved defensively, but <clears throat> playing at wing back—that's what he—that's that's yeah. where he wants to play. That's yeah. what he does. That's so what he does. does. Yeah. And then you've got players like you play, players like Skip <clears throat> and and Hoybier, who can be like the like the centre midfielders. Yeah. yeah, the Cosmo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you comfortable to bring that to the team? Yeah, yeah. 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 on the Brozovic. You know what I mean? Man got exposed. No, no, no. It's just like Skip. In recent weeks, sometimes I look at him and like he's so tidy on the ball, and I just think like in a Jorginho role, like he could be class. I don't think he's a hatchet man. Like he's he's good. Twenty-one years old. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's a good tackler, but he's not like some hard man locking down the, the centre of midfield. I think there's a real player he's in there. Yeah, if, he, if he can just be trained by Conte to just like roboticise his play, like take it in, good touch, spread it out to the wing-backs. Recycle. He, he's going to, yeah, if he can just recycle, he, he could kick on. Equally, Conte might not fancy him and he's gone in January. I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to flourish, yeah. which so, is a, probably a good segue in terms of who are going to be the winners and losers under Conte, do you think? Kane's a winner. Kane's 100% a winner. Both of them, Kane and Son, are winners. Kane, Son, I don't, if, I don't know if Son's a winner, you know. I think, I think he is. Because now, he now is. He's, he's, he's too good Son's literally his Laturo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but what, one, one moment. Son was completely undroppable under Nuno, yeah? Son is if he doesn't have if he has a few poor games, yeah, he's, like, he's now droppable under Conte. No, like, he's too good. I think he's too good. I think I, I also games. agree he's too good, but I, I think he's 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 one of the players who's gone from completely undroppable <laughs> to yeah. But, now, I'm, I'm no, not, but Son, Son, I don't think Son actually likes playing that left wing. I don't I honestly. No, don't. I always kind of prefer uh, him when he's up there with Kane and we play on the counter. I always like him. That's when what I'm saying. I think own. he enjoys. I think he enjoys playing through the middle. When he's up there on his own, he looks class. He mm. did at the start of the season. When when we when Nuno won Manager of the Month, he played he, 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 all three games. He, he was playing. He was playing Son up top. And by the way, Antonio Conte has Son's dad energy. <laughs> Heavy big, Son dad big, energy. Big energy. Yeah. And the thing with Son as always is like. He, he he's not very good when he has too much time to think. So if he's going to have these patterns around him, which are going to have runners going beyond him, players coming short to receive, he's he's going to be fine because he can yeah. lay it off, and then he can make running behind or whatever. That's but where that's where I think that Delhi might. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've had this yeah. we've had this conversation off. It's there. a hard one with him. Delhi is is right on the cusp of being completely forgotten at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and but with the with the attacking. Um, like patterns and automations in mind that could genuinely be perfect for him 
because we the, the Delhi that we've seen struggles, the Delhi that's been picking up the ball in a midfield free position. Deeper. Deep. Yeah. Um, I mean, just outside the centre circle yeah. deep. Yeah. What's he doing in that position of the like, that part of the pitch? His best season was when he was making runs beyond Harry Kane, beyond the striker, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's picking up the ball in in like in the middle of the park. It makes no sense because yeah. managers think they can mold him into this box to box type midfielder, which he's I think he energy, was. Yeah. He was at MK Dons, I think. But obviously, that's that's league he one. He's sixteen. He's not at that level. Yeah, he's but not at that level. But if you look at Delhi, I, I I genuinely don't think he has the te- technical aspects of his game to be a midfielder. He's a second striker. He's, he's far it? too. He's far too slow on the ball. He um, his passing, passing his, range, pass, his isn't passing great. isn't great at all. He as as you said, Eddie, he's he's far better when he's he's playing either just behind the striker or he's got he's running into space. He exploits space really well. Yeah. So I think managers need to stop with this experiment. We're trying to play him as a midfielder because it's it's clear to see. Although he puts in he puts in the miles with running, he's a bit tenacious. It, it you're losing too much in that midfield mm. area because he's not a good ball progressor for me. He never looked comfortable yeah, there. Like no, even no. under Poch in the Champions League run, he played on like the left of a four four two diamond, and he just looks horrible there. Yeah, like he, he's, his, the way his body is positioned just looks wrong. Yeah. There. He doesn't. Yeah. He never looks comfortable right, receiving the ball with his mm. back to play, like, unless he's trying to flick it round. Mm. Like if he receives the ball with his back to play, like two feet, like so many times, like that, like but he would look like he's pressured him. on the ball. Yeah. Players can now read him because. They just know that he's going. If he if he receives the ball with his back to play, he's going to flick it. And players now know that that's what he's going to do, so they don't commit themselves. Mm. I think these next two months are make or break for Deli Ali. We've said this before on the podcast, and he's been given sort of like new roles under new managers because new managers have come in. But I don't think Conte is going anywhere for for these until eighteen months are up. Yeah. So these next two months, I think if he if he doesn't sort of stamp his place in the team, I think he's gone. He's I, think, I, think, I think he's, he's gone in January. Yeah. This is last chance. Same as Winks. Really, really is. Yeah. It's only yeah. so last really chances. Is now because he's had, all right, two, two bad managers in the past, but now like he's genuinely got a really good manager to work with now. And if he can't make it work under him, then I think it's, it's got to be Perrins for him personally. Yeah. Because I think even the club are starting to lose patience with him now. Same with Winks. Winks is, is he's got two months to stamp his place on the team. Well, he's not stamping his place on anything. <laughs> but that's the thing. When you were talking about Skip and and his ability to recycle, I I, I genuinely do think Winks is fine at that. And I think I'm not saying Conte's going to put Winks straight back into the team, but like could, I think Conte might appreciate squad, yeah. someone like that in the to squad. have his rotation. Yeah. The only thing I think Conte won't rate is his defensive awareness and his ability to switch off. So I don't know. It's it's one to Winks is kind of like the babies of centre midfielders. Get exactly. babies out. Is that game gone? <laughs> yeah, game gone. No, but I think that's a, I think that's a fair comparison. I think yeah. that I think like yeah. Dave, like Davies does like maybe some like some simple things like decently in terms of like <laughs> in terms of like I don't know like. You're trying to think. You're trying to think. You're trying to think. No, his pass. Like, his passing is like direct, <laughs> and I think like in terms of in terms of like not maybe awareness like for the full ninety minutes, but like in terms of defensively, like he's more defensively minded than any of our fullbacks. Yeah, uh, uh, he seems to switch off so much, though, yeah. Yeah. which like in his first few years of us, it didn't really seem the case. I don't know what's yeah. what's happened. Maybe but, it's game time. 
Maybe it's maybe it's game time that's maybe. done that to him. He but played a lot early on in, in one, his first one thing, to be fair. Yeah, one thing that's good that's come out of this is that we don't have to talk about that Man United game in depth. Because I do not want to talk about how how yeah. it's true. How we even how we let it's, it's actually true. How we let a team that got slapped five five, six, seven, whatever it was, nil to Liverpool the week before beat us 3 0 so convincingly. It's it's really uh but the thing is, uh, oh, we can, we can we can go about it for like five minutes. The thing is that people who watch neutrals who watch the game are like, yeah, but United weren't even that good. They weren't. We and, controlled and, them in the first half and they and, beat us 3 0. But that's the, the, the XG like what actually wasn't that good. The, but that's the that's the problem though. That's the problem. Like United weren't good and they still beat us 3 0. The that's teams crazy. don't need to be good to beat us yeah. this season. That's the thing. <clears throat> We've we've we lost teams we've lost three nil four times in yeah. ten Premier League games. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That, when you think about it that yeah. way, that's crazy. Is ridiculous. Is 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 full on just it's sackable. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if, and if it, yeah, but let's let's be real. Five years ago, would we have sat Nuno in this position? No we're, way. We're, we're two points off top four. No way. That's would we have sat would have Nuno in this position? In terms of the league table, it looks fine. But as as we said earlier, the neutrals don't understand because they won't. They don't watch Spurs week in week out. The wins, apart from all right, Villa. I, I haven't watched really many games awesome. this season, but I heard the Villa game was very good. City. City was obviously good. But then Newcastle. the wins apart from that, Newcastle was, yeah, that was good as well, to be fair. But it's still free to win against Newcastle. We had 10 men for, what, the last And then minutes. in the relegation zone. Exactly. Yeah, but that was because of that. But then the losses were absolutely mistake. awful and you can't continue that way. Yeah. I have to say, like, Nuno's a nice guy, but genuinely the worst Spurs manager that we've had in, oh, no, in no, my no. time in my yeah, yeah in my time watching Spurs he he was the worst because <laughs> memory, yeah. because normally yeah. I get behind the manager and I say no way no A-B-B. way nah, he wasn't good but he wasn't he, he was calm yeah but ABB had ABB had ages man no but at least with ABB there was there was a there was a plan that was one day Ramos yeah one day Ramos but he won a trophy yeah that's a problem that's a problem he always had that against us but I think Nuno is the only manager where I've been against the argument of give him time to turn it around because there was nothing to turn around like the play was just so bad yeah that there, there was nothing. That it, it was just nothing. I, I actually can't believe. I, I tried that. to get behind him last week. I tried. Yeah. I, I tried to say like, give him a bit of time. He's got a nice run of games coming. But now seeing like that, we had Conte like almost lined up as our next manager instead of him. This is yeah, pull trigger sooner. Yeah. Th- this, <laughs> no, no. This is the perfect time to put Conte in because look at the run of games he's got. Like to, to yeah, and and I'm not. I can't. I can't name it off the top of my head, but the run of games is is a really nice run yeah. of games. FPL players will yeah, know. Yeah, it's just a it's, sea it's just of green. green. It's, yeah. just, it's just green. Yeah. It's just green flags all the way down. We've got Everton, which is would, would, at the moment. Yeah, it's very. It, it would normally it's be considered good. a very difficult game, but I'd say it's the perfect game to to come into because they're they they're they're, bad, they're, they're bad. probably the only team that look worse than Spurs at the moment in the league. Norwich. So I'll read. I'll read. I mean, I mean, I mean Norwich. Norwich. I'm just calling them out because they're. they're but they I'll, don't expect nothing. But I'll Everton read you the next. I'll, I'll read you the next. Uh, the next Premier League game. So we got Everton on the weekend. Win. Uh, we got Leeds. We got Win. Burnley. We got Brentford. We got Norwich. We got Brighton. Those fixtures are so good. They're That's so like the best you can. Um, you can apart from Brentford and Brighton, um, no, I don't think. Brent, the thing is, I don't think Brent, Brentford, Brentford are starting to go off the boil a little bit. They've, they've got no. a few key injuries. They've they've had an injury to Embuemo and uh, their other striker. Well. Raya's injured, but that's long term. Well, I think yeah, he won't be quite, quite good in that in the middle of that run of fixtures. It's the international break. 
I know. Oh yeah. I know people I say that like that. you want to build up momentum, but those that that week or two weeks off, whatever it's going to be for Conte to like really oh, figure out because he would have had a perfect. couple. He would have had a couple yeah, games. Is this, this is after the Everton game. Yeah. That's yeah. when the oh, break. He yeah. won't have any yeah. time with the players then. That's that's the slight problem with me. But he'll have a couple it, games of them and then and then sort of like. No, but he's just got he's got Everton and then and then. It's no, but, but you're mentioning you're mentioning people like Winks who are not getting into their national teams. He can start to teach them the, Abby, the philosophy yeah. of, of playing for a Conte side. I think it's that Jed. That's such a great point. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's important for him to work with those players mm. during that break, and for him to work out because, as I said, he's going to have a couple games with these these players. Obviously, ones against the test, oh, yeah, which sorry, isn't going to be first team, but it might he be, has you know. time to see what he's working with, and then over over that break, you can sort of figure things out, figure out what shit, figure <laughs> out what he's going to do. And I think I think I think it's going to be one of the only times where an international break is quite quite beneficial. I think I think that Vite- that Vitesse game on on Thursday is slide slightly. If we if we want to do anything in, in that in that cup, it's, sli- it's slightly it's a, a must win. win. It's a must. So I think I'm, he'll I'm, go I'm, fairly. I think it, yeah, I think he'll go fairly strong as well. I, I don't I don't think that he'll he'll rest. 11 players I think he's he's going to pick maybe 5 or 6 first team players and then maybe rotate them throughout the game yeah. well it's, yeah. it's good to like get them up to speed isn't it yeah. like 100%. new manager coming in and it's an easier fixture it's not it's, we're not going to play easy, Conte ball like in, to, on Thursday I, I, th- I think I think we'll definitely see a formation change yeah do you think this we will go straight to the three the back because I've heard people saying that obviously you played at the, the beginning of Chelsea didn't you play 4-2-4 yeah, and he's 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 likes that formation mm. in the past as yeah. well. So like, played it with Italy, with Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think as as we said before, I think the current Conte system that he played at Chelsea and Inter, I think is perfectly suited to us. But I've, I've been desperate to see us play back three for years. We've got so many so many centre back options that we just haven't been using. We've been using Tanganga as a right back. We haven't been using Rodon, who I think could yeah, could I really agree. be a massive beneficiary of. Conte coming in because he's a ball playing centre back. He's good on the ball. He he's, can be moulded. He, well. He's he's reasonably quick. He's comfortable on the left hand side. Mm. I, even even though he's <clears throat> even though he's right footed, I think he's very comfortable on the left hand side. I think he could really be a massive beneficiary. What do you think of for Dyer? It could be it could be massive because he gets picked by it. He could be he gets picked by every single manager that comes in. And if Conte is another one to pick him, he's it's kind of like. What are we not seeing that every single other it's manager sees? Yeah. I think yeah. it's the leadership. Leadership is big. He's very vocal. He's very yeah. vocal. He's very intelligent as well. He's yeah. he's, he's probably he is, he's yeah. probably one of the most intelligent players at Spurs. At the he, yeah, I, he I speaks think, more than one language. Like I think he speaks like six or seven languages. I think he really molds. He well can communicate into, with yeah. Emerson. He can communicate yeah. with Romero. With I think Romero. He can. Yeah, and, and with Lucas. Ray, Ray like, yeah, Ray everyone. Yeah, I think I think he's. I think if he if he's to start again, it kind of not silences the doubters, but almost says, "Look, Mourinho's picked him, Poch was picking him, Mason picked him as much as whatever we think of Mason's time at the club. Nuno picked him. Like if if Conte now picked him, it's it's kind of like you're not seeing what he actually does for the team, even even yeah. though he may do the some switch off at this time." I don't think he's had a terrible season so far. Been, no, I, I, I think okay. he's been, I think he's been good, very good in patches, but he just still has a few little errors in him. And I think he's decent in the back three as well. And I also think he's like he could be the central one. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's underrated on the ball as well. I think he's he's yeah, okay he on the ball. Yeah. The only problem I have with him being in the, in the back three recently is that like some for some reason like last season at least like 
when he when he got to the ball coming into the box, he was like somehow brain dead. Like, no, do you he's, not remember? he's stopped that this year. He's kind of no, stopped that this year until that thing in Newcastle. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's some some there's some like there's some just spark of madness in him mm-hmm. where like the ball will get into the six yard box and you even not touch it completely, or he'll 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 do the most rash of of touches. And I think if he's in the back three in the centre, yeah. like your responsibilities, you know, you're guarding that six yard box. Yeah. Like that's your domain. Yeah. You between you and the keeper, you sort that out. Mm. And so like he'll have to work on that, I think. But um yeah, I think he'll be like again, we've got essentially we've got five decent centre back choices. Yeah. I think, essentially. I think people Imagine really more. not necessarily underrate our squad because I'm not saying our squad is great, but I think people really think our squad's a lot worse than it is. Agreed. They but overlook some we, players we have, that they don't remember. We have so many good pieces there. Everyone keeps hating on the Celso and yeah, his performances have been really <laughs> bad. But like we saw it at Betis before. Very good player. Goes away for Argentina. Goals and assists. He's one of Argentina's best player. So like what is and as you, you mentioned it earlier, Cosmo, it, it would it would be beneficial for him if he actually had managers that cope well, I'm not saying they don't coach the players on the training ground, but like if they coach some sort of attacking patterns, get get these players up and firing, it's, it it would be so much benef- so much more beneficial for him. And I think Lacelso can the, the the good thing about Lacelso is that he's not just that like number ten. Exactly. Like he he's can, so much more. He, he can yeah. he can he can play in any number of positions. If we mm. played like a let's say we played like a four like a three four two one, he can play in the two behind the striker. He he, if, could, he can play in the two in the midfield. He could be the Jorginho type type player. He can I, he can, he, he he can, can even take it into that. I, I think he, he could be more into versatile. that. He's yeah, very versatile. Very. And I and I don't think like he's he's I don't think his position is like is is now set in stone like. Mm. So. And he he runs a lot and he's tenacious and that's what exactly. Conte absolutely loves. So I think so. Mm. I think fit so. as well. He's a fit player. Yeah, so. we're all going to be swallowing their words with some of these players. I think. Definitely. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I I really think that like. With players like La Celso and me and Jed, obviously Bergvine, yeah. um, like I think they're those are players that like there's like there's players in them, man. There are Definitely. proper players in them, yeah. and like I, I like that nothing would be better as a Spurs fan and just as like someone who's like who who who, who thinks that they're good for them mm. to like kick on now, because yeah. like man, like that when when Bergvine. Joined and scored against City like, like we bro. were gas. We signed this. Yeah. We signed this guy for how much? I was thinking yeah. we could he's, have another son on our hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I think he's just he's 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 had he's a young. few injuries. He's been unlucky with with the managers. Like I, I think like I was reading that like uh, I think it was Jose asked him to like even like get a bit bulkier. He's too bulky. But, but, way too bulky. But yeah. that, he shouldn't have done that. Mm. But then injuries probably didn't help that as well. And then not but getting that, that could be a time. factor in getting injured though. Like your body's carrying more weight. I'm not a sports mm. scientist, but I mean, yeah. you know, that's, it's a classic case of like, you I know, think, you're putting more weight on your ligaments and whatnot. Like, yeah. I think we'll see a leaner, meaner, uh, Bergwijn under, under Conte. I think like, we'll, we'll definitely see, I, 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 in my mind, I think we'll definitely see a return to that double training session stuff like that. Yeah, I hope so. To it's really, needed. to really get back into like that kind of like that regim that regimented feeling. Like this, this, this. The famous Conte quote was that we have to be prepared to suffer. That's what he said when he was at Chelsea. Like this team has to be prepared to suffer, mm. and this Tottenham team are going to have to be prepared to suffer. Like they're going to have to suffer on the field. They're going to have to suffer in training. And and I think that's when we're gonna get the best like out of this team because we were the best when we were 
literally dying on the pitch for mm. Poch. Like mm. everyone putting in like 10k on the pitch, everyone running until their guts, you know, were falling out until their lungs are given in. So I think like if we go back to that kind of tenacity, that kind of dying for like each other on the pitch, and that's probably the best way that like that's the way that Conte is going to get the best out of these players. Mm. I want to come to a question now um, from Louis, which uh, says, who's the dream Conte signing? Um, and I, I think we've been linked with him already. I mean, he's not necessarily the dream in terms of he's going to be like one of the best players in the world, but Frank Kessie, if you put him into the midfield, now we've got that runner um, who's like competent on the ball, good ball mm. winner. Mm. And Does he play I, alongside Hoybier? I, I don't think so. Around. I think he takes Hoybier's place. Yeah. yeah. And then but plays then, alongside who? But then this is the issue, I think. And Dombele? I'm not necessarily... No, no, no. No, we need someone who actually can, like... Yeah. Well, like Lo Celso. Oh, I could think, be Lo Celso, I guess. See, I'm struggling to think whether he plays at the base or whether he plays... Or it, it, we don't know how we're going to play yet. But is it like a three with a holding midfielder yeah. or yeah. a three with an attacking midfielder? Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I, I would like to see a sign of left centre-back. And for me, it would be Bastoni. Him and what about Romanoli? A dream. I, if we're talking no. about dream, Romanoli is like the like the most it's reasonable. The Spurs, it's the Spurs, it's the Spurs option. option. But so you want this, but you get this. <laughs> no, That's but, Romagnoli. But I'm, we haven't really been linked to Bastoni anyway. But like, he's yeah. honest. He's one of the best left-footed centre backs in the world. He's yes. played under Conte already. He's what 21, 22 years old. Honestly, for me, we need to. It's like getting another Romero. Yeah. What if about you put him in there? What then. about Scrinia? Do you think we could go back to that that option? No, we're looking at De Vrij. I think we're looking at De Vrij more than Skriniar now. I think really? Skriniar is probably going to be a bit out of our price range. I think De Vrij, he's what, 29 now, so he's probably going to be... I've been to sort out the, the, the money back, problems. They're getting towards it because they made a few big big sales in the summer. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. So they they were safe when they were selling like Lukaku, Lukaku yeah, Hakimi yeah, and, well, Hakimi so. and stuff. So. It's quite interesting what you were saying there, Jed, about going for De Vrij because it'll be cheaper because he's older. Do we think in terms of like age profile of the squad, um, is is that going to go out the window? Are we just going to buy for now? Because Paratici is very close with Conte and he was prioritising young players Yeah, um, that still fit a Conte system apart from maybe Brian Hill. But um, yeah, what, what do you think about age profile, Jed? I think, I don't necessarily think we're just going to go for older players. I think Paratici and Conte would have had conversations about it and Conte will still know the vision for the club in, in terms of it's we not going to be completely selling yeah. our soul. Like he has to have some yeah. concessions. And we've yeah. seen it with some of the links already. We've been linked with Vlaovic, obviously Kessier, they're what, both 23 and under. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, as long as like we're making some of those more progressive signings in terms of looking for the future, I'm happy. But I- I'm not opposed to someone like De Vrij coming in or say he wants to sign some fucking Darmian or something like that. <laughs> back. I'm not opposed to that, but as long as like it's a blend of both, I'm happy. Talking of Damian as a backup win back, do you think there could be any Matt Doherty revival? Yeah. yeah. No. You think so? Yeah, yeah I actually no. think so. Well, there's no player in there. I, I think that's not true, though. There's no player in there. That's not true. I think his confidence is just shot. So I, 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 I kind of agree with Glenn. I've he's never... I, I, You know the way Doherty played? It wasn't a player who was a bad player. It was a player that, for like, 
completely did like had no confidence in his footballing mm. ability. Yeah. You know when you haven't played in a bit and you're playing them like a bit dead and sometimes a ball is just rolling underneath your foot, you're thinking, oh, I haven't played in a minute. Yeah, right. You're like, moving like Jed when Glenn comes to watch him <laughs> play football. <laughs> <laughs> like you know you know when you feel that way, I think that's how Doherty was playing. Yeah. Like you know when you're when you're so down on your luck and also feeling like you've lost your way a bit. You don't even make those runs. That's, you don't, you don't that's take so hard runs. to recover from, though. It's an yeah. elite level he's an, he's an older player as well. He's, he's, he's like, other other than the Reese, I think he's like the second or third oldest player. The, Him and Son are the, like, are the, are the next two the guy had uh, The guy had a wash Ashley Young revived exactly. in his side. Yeah. And, and I think 33 thought, years old but I still feel like Young had something about him yeah, he's, he's I think Doherty can Doherty yeah. can do no, that and I know can't. people he's listening so to this are going to think bro. Bro, but like we got to remember we signed him from Wolves where for pretty much most I don't know the early years of Wolves when he was there but like certainly under Nuno in the Championship and in the Premier League he was he was essentially one of their furthest players forward yeah his average position was like beyond the yeah. halfway line instinctively you don't you don't lose that if you've been playing that role for so many years and I know we signed him under Jose, and he all of a sudden became this defensive fullback. fullback. But I think, look, I'm not saying Doherty's going to be a starter, but you listen to that pod today as well, the, the extra inch one. Mm-hmm. And the guy on there was saying that the wing backs, 65, 70 minutes, both of them are going to be coming off because Conte expects so much of them. They're pretty much the engines of the team putting in the most work. So, like, I mean, I I don't know. Listen, we've we've seen we've seen Conte do bits with fucking Victor Moses, all right? Yeah, yeah. So like, Victor, Victor com- Moses and Marcus Alonso. I'm not completely discarding his ability to get some more, something more out of Doherty. I think there's still a player in there in a certain role, but the role we were seeing him played as he's not a back yeah, four. He's not a right back. Didn't suit him at all. He's I, not a right back. I would sooner see. Steven Bergwijn plays a right wing back. Than, yeah, but than this is where you're washed, bro. I would soon... Steven Bergwijn. We were yeah. just talking about the guy, how how the guy is basically a chunkers, and then yeah, and then you wanted to play he, him a right wing back. He's, he's, he's more fit than Matt Doherty. <laughs> we called him a BBW on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, okay, no, not that. But I'm saying that I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying Doherty at least that's his position. He's, no, he's played that position his whole yeah. career. His whole I'm, career. I'm, I'm and, but sure. if we play a three-five-two, yeah. then Bergwijn's yeah. not going to be able to play as a winger anymore. So yeah. I kind of get where Glenn's coming yeah, from. Yeah, see, see, it's, it's, a, I'm not, a, I'm a little bit. I, I don't really want to see Bergwijn play as a winger. That's the bit. But I don't want to see Lucas there either. Yeah, no, well, definitely not. I think people not. are forcing the shouts of Lucas at my wing back. Come on, no Come on Glenn. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, no. that's, you know that's genuinely anti-football. No, no, no. no Lucas no. at wing, wing back. No, but look I, what I, he did That's with Jose Moses. football. That's Jose football. I think it's the opposite of that. Because if, no, if, if, if you're playing... Talent. Yeah. Another <laughs> talent. Wait, wait, wait. Where is talent just taking me? Hear me out here. Hear me out. Hear me out. That's right. It's not anti-football if you're playing a forward as a defender that's not anti-football that's the opposite no, of anti-football no no it is Lucas. no Glenn let me he's tell you why he's worked so Lucas. hard yeah but he doesn't get his head off <laughs> he's going to run into play he's going to drag <laughs> him off the pitch and dash him down <laughs> the highway <laughs> he actually he's going to dash him down the highway no I'm telling you oh, Glenn it's not it's, I know but that's like playing a striker at centre back and saying that's not anti-football not of course it's anti-football it's bro. Not anti-football. no not Lucas Lucas cannot play in that position I'd rather have Kane playing centre back right now than where he's been playing recently yeah but that's because he's not because he's been playing under Nuno the guy think the, like more time 
Basically, no, what, but he... basically, what Kane did was you see, you see when you have a, a supply teacher in your lesson. That's, that's what, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what, what? Kane's been he's doing. saying. Are you saying he's no going to he's going to play what for for like the Harringay manager? No, that's how he saw Nuno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that. So I'm like the guy had no respect for Nuno because he knew just as well as the rest of the team that he was essentially a stopgap. Yeah. So that's why he wasn't performing. It wasn't to do with the fact that he can't be a striker. He's a striker. Mm, he yeah. can score goals. He can play up front. Lucas is not a wing back. He's not going to play at wing back. He's not going to bang at wing back. And neither is Steven Bergwijn. <laughs> it's Doherty, Emerson, and that's it. Tanganga. Tanganga is not going to play wing back either. Apparently, one of our targets, uh, Lazari from Lazio. I, yeah, I don't know anything about him. Apparently, he's one of the fastest players in football. But... Wasn't it? Was he not in Newcastle? No, I don't not think that so. guy. No, 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 no. What's it? Ah, Lazaro. No, no, that's that's not. No, no, it's not him. Uh. It's uh, he's a Sal- this guy's an Italian guy. Um, apparently, he's good. I don't know much about him, but yeah. Before we come to some more listener questions, I just want to get your thoughts on what the target should be for this season. For me, I think we got to get fourth, and I think it's there for the taking. We should be aiming for that. We should be aiming for it, but fifth, 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 I wouldn't be unhappy with. Who's in the running for fourth, and then where where would we fit into that? Basically, Man United, there's a lot West of teams Ham. Now, I think. No, Next but I'm I'm, I'm talking about like it's going to be City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Liverpool, top three, yeah. Okay, so then it leaves the rest of us. Yeah, for so fourth. so it's us, Man United, West Ham, Arsenal, Leicester. Realistically, yeah. Brighton, yeah. they'll fall off. Yeah, they won't keep it. They don't have the depth either. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the depth. As soon as they, yeah. soon as they get and, and I think West Ham might, might struggle in terms of I depth as well. I you know what? Attacking-wise, apart from Antonio, that the whatever it is, the three behind Antonio, they, they, have, enough, they yeah. have enough options there. But, but if they lose a Rice, yeah. if, they, yeah. if they lose no, a Rice... I hear that. Rice or Antonio, if they lose one of them two, they're in trouble. And I, think I, I don't, I don't think they will. They'll push for Europa the further they get in that. I think. Yeah, but I don't know. They, they, I think I they think will. You know, they, they're, they're they've in... been doing really well with kind of like a like a backup team in Europa. I've been, I've, I've been surprised. Yeah, but once once, once he gets to the quarterfinals, though, they're not going to do that. If they get far yeah, in the competition, true, true, true. they, they, they don't get in, into Europe. That much, uh, obviously. So, yeah. like, if they get far in that competition, you know they're gonna, you know. They're, and they're then with the team, with yeah. the other sides like Leicester, I think if they continue in the vein that they're in now, it's just too too yeah. hot and cold. Like, yeah. they they were really poor against Arsenal first mm. half. Yeah, Leicester are, are so poor. So it's it's almost they're just like a better version of Villa. Mm. Like Villa this year have been. But they, so the Leicester have got very very good players, which is more even more surprising that they they're playing this poor. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't I don't really consider Leicester mm. as a top four a top four. I don't team. think so. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they always drop off at the end of seasons as well. Yes, yeah, they usually well, start strong, finish yeah. poorly, and they've got Europa as well as West Ham. Yeah, so. I mean they'll probably go reasonably far in that. I, and then that leaves Rogers, Arsenal and United. Ars- Arsenal oh, are having Arsenal, a resurgence. Come on now, Arsenal come on now. Listen, not I'm, now. I'm we've not, got Conte. Come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write that. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gassing Arsenal up, but I'm just saying they have to be. They've been cons- unbeaten in nine games. Yes, yeah, they have to be considered in the conversation with. with if you're t- if you're talking about West Ham and Leicester, you also have to put Arsenal in there. I don't. I don't want to give them any credit, but and they've had a very nice run of games recently. They've been unbeaten as well. Yeah, in nine. But but I I, I don't think they're completely convincing in the way they're playing. But they have to be in the conversation. I think uh, every United si- are the every main single ones. Arsenal fan would sack. Arteta right now if it meant no. they, they could get Conte I don't, uh, yes 
<laughs> yeah, but that's like nearly every team in the country. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who we are now. Yeah, but that, but but that like with the squad that Arsenal have and the squad that we have, like Conte has inherited a much better squad at Spurs than he has at Arsenal. Yeah, but we can't we can't um, count Arsenal out because Arteta's been implementing that style of football. Yeah, we, like, we have had, he's had a longer yeah. time with that squad of players. And he's been able to sign players that he's wanted. Maybe not all the players that he's we're wanted. We're going to have an adjustment period, is what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, we, 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 we will have an adjustment to go that, that is fair, we will. It's so, Arsenal are in, are in the conversation. I think, yeah. for me personally, my expectations now, um, I think you're right, Cosmo. I think the club should definitely be looking at pushing for four. But I, I genuinely think two trophies are up for grabs now. I think Europa Conference League should be... It should be a given, really. We, mm, our yeah. squad is maybe Roma... Might be close to us. Jose v Conte in the final. Exactly. Can you imagine that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That would oh, create a black hole. But I think. <laughs> 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 I think we should be winning that. And you know what? I think you're right, Glenn. I think now City are knocked out the Carabao. Maybe Liverpool aren't going to take that as seriously because it's going to be around the time, maybe after that, just after AFCON. AFCON as well. No, it'd be during AFCON. Yeah. Yeah. So Afcon, I yeah. think. I think Carabao, Conference League, and hopefully. Fourth, I know it sounds very optimistic, but like that, it's it's doable. You, well, you're in the quarter final doable. of one of those competitions exactly. already. It's very doable. Yeah, you have to. Like, you almost, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, you almost have to give Enoch credit in some ways. Not not for the way that they dealt with the summer, because obviously that was awful. Appointment of Nuno was now proved to be wrong, but acting as quickly as they did, coming off, we're only two points off top four. We're in a we're in a quarter final. A lot of teams wouldn't have sacked Nuno, like in in the in the results orientated world that we live in. Two points off top top four. That's not that far off. We're in a quarter final of the Carabao Cup. We're still in Europa Conference League, and we're pretty comfortable like getting out of our group as long as we beat Vitesse on Thursday. Yeah. I think they've done really well to sort of sack Nuno at a time, the right time. Yeah, at the right time. It almost feels a bit bit in the ilk of sort of the way uh, Chelsea got rid of Lampard mm. and yeah. brought in Tuchel because he was available. I think I think it, it really could and kick that on our season. Yeah. really similar to the, like, the fact that other clubs were looking for <coughs> managers at the same exactly, time. Yeah. And we, of, they yeah. acted quickly to get yeah. Tuchel in. We had to. We had to act quickly to get Conte in. There's a lot of a lot of uh, sort of the, 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 the yeah on the merry-go-round of managers because there's there's big managers leaving big clubs for example, Barcelona, and maybe, maybe Conte wouldn't go there with his sort of Real his Madrid, yeah, yeah, well. his, yeah, and his and everything else. However, I, th- I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking for managers come come the start of the next year, mm. and I think we've done well to sack Nuno at this time. Yeah, honest. I agree. I think it showed like an unbelievable amount of like decisiveness, yeah, like but, and progressiveness even because mm. it's it's looking further than what we're doing at the moment. And, and that is two points off top four, as I said, in a quarter final, and we're looking for more than that. Look, let, let's have it right. The state we were in, we should not be appointing Antonio no, Conte. No, no. It, it is a real, a massive coup. Yeah, we've got one of the best managers in the world. Like, I still can't believe it. Yeah. I, I'm so he's I'm a top giddy with excitement. And it's it, it's not the same sour taste that it did when Jose got appointed. I agree. Where, agree. Where, where we lost. Someone who we were very emotionally connected with uh-huh. as a manager in terms of Poch, and and also we knew the toxicity that was coming with Jose. 
Mm. We literally were were positing this on the pod, saying that we know that it's going to be a toxic environment. And we, we kind of embraced that toxicity and it was to our detriment in the end. And I don't think Conte is bringing the he's bringing the authoritarianism without the toxicity. Mm. I, I, and I think I think like he's not toxic. He's definitely uh, abrasive as yeah. a character, mm. yeah. and like he will rub some people up the wrong I th- way. I think some players are definitely. I don't know who they're going to be, but there's going to be some massive losers out. out yeah, hundred percent. There's going to be. I think people play we'll, like we'll Davies. know quite soon. Like because apparently yeah. at Juventus, he after two training sessions, he like transfer listed some players. Yeah, yeah. I think I think by by Jan by January, we'll we'll know who the losers are. Like every every single one of them will be will be singled out, and then yeah. we'll find new ones after January. But I, I can't lie. If I'm if I'm being speculative, I'll be players like Davies, Sess. Like they're winks. Re- winks. They're like really, really close to being done at Spurs. I think and then Delhi as well. Sess might get another chance only because, as it's I like said earlier, it's a wing back option. Yeah. With, with the need to rotate the wing backs, we don't have a natural fit for that left side. So like, mm. if Sess can ever get fucking fit, yeah. fucking <laughs> he, he could bang. Yeah, he could be if okay. he, if he yeah. can he okay. get fit. Yeah. He's another one who just needs needs a bit of confidence and a bit of game time. To be honest, like Bergwijn. He just needs a run of games. Not that he's going to get it because Reguilón's going to be first name, but Europa League conference games, we've got that cup games, rotation in Premier League games if he wants to bring him off the bench. There's there's definitely going to be chances for him if he can get fit. So he might, again, it feels like, like Delhi. It all, I know it's, it's crazy to say this because Sessegnon's only, what, 21? It feels like last chance for Sessegnon, I suppose, now as well. If yeah. he wants to... We've got him in for a decent amount of money. Yeah, like. yeah. We yeah. thought we we thought we were getting um, one of the most exciting young English talents of of our generation, and so far it's been anything but. He's barely played any games. Yeah. That's and when, when he when he has played, he's been bereft of confidence and really looks no, nothing, negative. Looks nothing like the player who was at Fulham. Started yeah. one league game since he signed him. Yeah, he be mm. yeah he one played, league game yeah. in two years. He's he's had sparks. It's not, it's yeah. not a ten million pound player like Jack Clark. Yeah, yes. it's, it's thirty million. Thirty million, yeah. and of course, we we spoke about the style the style of the manager, but like, it's still it's not really good enough. It's yeah. not good enough. I think Delhi's one one redeeming factor is that we only signed him for what five five and a half million. Exactly. That's yeah. Right. yeah. That, that that's that that's one of his only the only reasons why he's he's had so long at a club. I yeah. think it, it, if we'd have signed him for thirty million, he, he'd have been gone. He'd be gone hundred percent. We, yeah. We'd have sold him for forty million. Yeah. Cutting losses, yeah, well, not cutting losses because we're getting the profit, but like it would have been cutting the losses because yeah. we've been paying a wage for yeah how long. Right, let's come to some listener questions. Um, this one we actually sort of covered a bit, but um, I'd just be interested to get your takes in some more detail. Um, it's from Gavin, and he says, "Is this the biggest Spurs signing, player or manager, in our lifetimes? Is there anything bigger?" For me, it is. I I, I think this is just completely transformative in terms of signings mm. like, I, like I said maybe what five ten minutes ago we the state we were in we were going down a real dark path yeah. uh, as a club and I think we as we, a fan I was <laughs> yeah that is well but I feel like we genuinely risked going to like I don't know like Aston Villa Everton standards like all that yeah. all that progr- all that um, ground we made up uh, when Enoch took over in 2001 to then become a top six side I think that was like, that was really slipping. We were seeing the reverse of that, and this has transformed. It's, it's completely transformed us to the point where people are saying that within a year we might be challenging for titles. Yeah, that's so transformative. Yeah. Um, 
Glenn, you were saying off air that you think maybe the signing of Jose was possibly. Bigger. Yeah, I, I think at the time the signing of Jose was was bigger because it was the first proven just winner that we signed. Like at, at the time, it was obviously proved to be wrong, and we we might be we might be saying this about Conte in in twelve eighteen months time, but, but I really doubt it. I think at the time Jose coming in, the attention it brought to us as a club. It has that has to be the biggest in yeah. our li- in our lifetime. But we, we, we players as it stands. As it stands, I, w- I want to be proved wrong by Conte. because yeah. Conte Conte could do uh, any plethora of things. He could he could be a complete success. He could be a a minor success where he sort of gets us back into a top four race and sort of just chugs along like we were, or he could be a failure. He could, he could, he could be anywhere in, but he could be anywhere in between that. We don't quite know yet, so I want to sort of hold back on judgment until he's yeah. had his time. I think that's very, that's a fairly like, that's a really good argument. I think that yeah. you put your point off like perfectly. Um, I just, I, I think that um, with Mourinho, like it was one of those signings uh, when you appoint someone where they have their own followers. Yeah, like, exactly. We'd never had anything like that yeah. where like. You get like a, a whole like I think Conte is the same. I think Conte similar. Is similar. I think I think quite. lovers of the game. Yeah. In terms of Conte, they're very excited. In terms of like Jose, like even pe- like even people who dislike Jose were interested to see what happened. And people with, that with didn't Tottenham. even like football were yeah exactly. They would, like talk that's, to your work like yeah. oh you got Jose Mourinho. Exactly. That's so, why I think it was the biggest at the time in terms yeah. of just not not in terms of the success and the football that he was going to bring, but just sort of. The profile. The profile that yeah. we signed at the time was crazy. Like we just signed Jose Mourinho at the time. Like it was it was mad. But but just to counter that, we had Poch. Like we had one of the best managers in the game. So yeah. But he he didn't have that like that same agree. profile um, as Jose. But he didn't I, have the crowd I, 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 as well. I also do see the point that we we were also we were talking about this off air that Jose at the time it was kind of a it was a it was a do or die moment for him and yeah. it. It may not have been like the the sort of the success that we thought it was going to be at the start, but that was always a possibility when when we signed Jose. It was, can he do it again with a different team without the massive Investment. spending, yeah. the massive spending that he had at, at Chelsea at the time and other clubs where he, where he was at? I think there was a possible a, a stronger possibility of failure with Jose than there is with Conte. Mm. It was do or die, and boy, did he die! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that game against Zagreb. It's a, it's a genuine miracle Christ. that he managed to get like another decent to top flight job. Straight yeah, I was up, thinking though. he was on a Straight kind of like away, yeah. uh, Qatari flex. Like, yeah. I thought it was that thing. Just get paid. I think, I think with Jose because he's he's still a huge name, regardless. Like, people, he draws players as well. That's the thing. People still think that he can run it back one more time. I think that like. No disrespect. Maybe I'm being disrespectful to Roma here. Maybe we're, we're on a similar level to Roma, but like, it's different from going to trademark the biggest league in the world in yeah. the Premier League and being one of the top clubs there, than going to Syria, which don't get me wrong, it's a great league, but uh, I don't know, top seven, top six club there, who have been struggling recently. They've recently got new owners. It's it's a decent project for them to get behind. You know what I mean? It's something to yeah. get the fans back on board and engaged. Um. But yeah, I, I, I think I agree because I think Conte for me is is, is definitely good. He might even end up like we're talking about um, Jose uh, with 2020. Yeah, exactly. Like 
we're, yeah. we have we know what happened with that appointment yeah. and now we're speaking with Conte without like this is day one mm. this is ground zero of, yeah. of like the, this Conte regime we don't know what's going to happen we could look back and be like this is the biggest this is the turnaround it, this is the, the biggest turnaround in our club's history uh, or it could just be another situation like Glenn said where we're looking back at tw- in 12-18 months and being like this is the right idea, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. And this also, is, because yeah. because the question mentions players as well, the hype of Bale, I would say, yeah. was comparable. Yeah. For, for us fans. It so, it's such a shame that we didn't get to see him in, this, like, in the stadium yeah. as, as, yeah. a, as a full stadium. I, I think that's one of the, one of the biggest shames that has like, come when, I, when I've been a Spurs fan, that I, I wasn't able to see Bale again. Mm. Yeah, me too. Because it, it would have been He's just my favourite Spurs yeah. player ever. Well, yeah, one of mine. Yeah, one of mine as well. Um, so we've got Joe Stone I think we have kind of covered this um, so let's just do it quickly um, who do you realistically see Spurs getting in January and what positions does Conte need centre back Cam Striker yeah. yeah centre back midfielder striker striker's definitely a must because mm-hmm. as, as you've mentioned Kane with his injury record can't really be relied upon especially in all the competitions if we're playing two up top and we've got we need well, and, and we've got one striker and a winger who plays as a striker. Yeah, you need to sign another striker. It's, it's that simple. I think a centre back is probably just as important as that as well. I think midfield. It's the it, third. It's, it's, it's the third like of the three. Kessier is obviously going to be bought in in the summer if that's going to happen. Yeah. So that probably. Or it could be it could be like a discount discount yeah. in January Maybe. sort of thing. But, but I think that depending on how badly we need it, it, it would it would be it would be such a Spurs signing to sign Kessier in January. And then yeah. and then and then look for strikers and centre backs afterwards. It would just it would just be <laughs> such a Spurs way to go about things. Kessier needs to be like low on the priority, yeah. but like obviously if he's going to be a free him. agent as well, on agent, the back agent fee is going to be higher. He's going to obviously get a bigger wage if we're not going to pay a fee for him. So I think that's definitely going to be done for the for the summer window. Mm-hmm. Um, but centre yeah centre back and striker is I think it's imperative to be honest because mm. if we're going to play that three at the back system we need. Maybe you even a left wing back. Someone more, more. I'd, I'd, I'd say even a left wing back. If if Sess isn't cutting it, and everyone knows how I feel about Davies, if you've heard the podcast <laughs> at all, if you've heard a single N seventeen podcast, if you've heard me speak about in, in, any any backline of Spurs in the past, I, th- I think you know how I feel about Davies. I think possibly if if we're going to need to rotate a left wing back, mm. it, it it could be it could be somewhere that we need to sort of look or. Maybe at least transform a player into yeah. a left wing back sort of role. Did yeah. you say? And the first part of that question was: Will he get? Will he, will he get to do that? Is that the first? Uh, part? No, no. But I, th- I think it does. I, I think. I think. There Which has, is the that, answer is yes. That, yeah, I think that, that has, there has to have been promises made that yeah. weren't made in the summer that's made him sort of perk his ears up because we were we are in a more desperate position than we were in the summer. Therefore, we're going to have to make more concessions yeah. to him. I think not all of the concessions will have been made to him, but I think at least some of them with the coaching staff, definitely the transfer budget, because we know exactly what he's been and like at, at, well. at Chelsea, Real Madrid and Inter with the transfer budget. He's been completely incessant about getting the right players and getting the best players as well. So I think we've, we will have had to make concessions to him mm. to, get him, to get him in at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, was there was there one more question? Um, no, we already answered it. It's from Louis. I don't know if there was any more. That yeah, you guys there was the one asked. question that Aaron asked in our group chat. And I want to put. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna ask it so I don't have to answer it. Uh, Aaron said, and I'm I'm asking everyone. Dear N17 podcast, that's how it started. Have you had any erotic dreams about wingbacks? It can be a straight yes or no answer, to be honest. I haven't yet, but I mean, the whole, the hype of... of We haven't slept yet. Yeah, the hype of getting Conte in was erotic. Like, if you saw me on the group chat, I was going nuts. (laughs) I'm about to bust. Like, every single little rumour, I was just putting it in the group chat. It's going to happen, it's going to happen. I was... Yeah, yeah, Cosmo was moving like one thirsty babes. (laughs) I I, I didn't even see, I didn't even see any any tier tier four sources put out that Conte was was available. Cosmo, the tier five source, came, <laughs> into, the, came into the group chat. Conte's coming. Conte eyes. <laughs> I just wanted it to happen so much. Maybe you know what? Maybe you um, maybe maybe it was like you wished it into being. Yeah, I hope like, so. You know, like what's what's that what's that term people uh, use? Law of attraction. Yeah, not yeah. just law. Of, yeah, I mean that, but yeah, just speaking it into existence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, manifestation. Manifestation. Yeah. That's the one. That's, Cosmo's well. been manifesting hard. <laughs> Mate, if, hard. I have, if I have that much power over the direction of Tottenham I better get manifested harder Jesus. yeah bro ask for ask for that bitch and now and all the all them man um, you're manifesting Lucas at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, that's the dream he's going to have tonight yeah. Yeah. Bird, Bird yeah. Right, dreaming 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 dreaming. he's been up he hasn't been able to sleep thinking about it <laughs> all I can see is BBL on the left wing <laughs> on the right wing sorry <laughs> right well I think that's a uh, good place to end it are you guys going on Thursday I'm going no I wish I was now I'm, I'm I can't don't, wait I don't think I am now I, 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 have, I have a ticket with my brother but I think, he, I think he's going to take his girl Friend. Oh, so, I'm, yeah. joking, I'm joking. I'll, I'll, I'll be going to the next home game. That's if James sure. is witnessing greenness. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. He <laughs> said, he said, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Yeah, got, got, to let, got to let them have the erotic dreams of uh, left wing back and right wing back. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we play a back three just yeah, to see it. Yeah, yeah, I want to. Do you know how gassed I'll be just what? to see something different? Yeah. See something different mm-hmm. than them. Than the monotonous way that we've been tired, playing recently. I'm tired of 4 2 3 1, low key. What, 4 3 3, yeah. 3 4 yeah, 2 3 1? Watch Kane score five goals on Thursday. Watch him. He's going to be busting it right open for contact. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, you know what? At this point. He's going to come off at half time <laughs> with five goals. I'm at, this, at this point. Bring it. It is what it is. <laughs> stick, just, stick him in the FPL, FPL yeah. team. There's, there's a tip for you. Uh, I was actually saying to my mate in the pub when we were watching um, the Chelsea Norwich game, the seven nil. I just love how the I love how three at the back looks. Yeah, so I yeah, love yeah, the yeah. the patterns that it Same. forces a team to play in, and yeah. it's just yeah, I would love to see it. They yeah. they have two very good midfielders. And wing backs. Yeah, well, they got like four really. No, but yeah. I'm talking about when 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 they look at their best, Jorginho and Kante are perfect. Yeah, but then Kovacic is class as well. Yeah, yeah, Sal yeah. can't even get near the team, although he's had a bit of a disaster class trying to get there. But Leave yeah, them softest sheets as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. Let's 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 end it there. But um, yeah, what a day. Yeah. What, what a, a lovely what, day. What, what a day. <laughs>